All right, welcome to God Mode Unlocked, episode 110, everybody. So this is our, what, second live episode, so we're still evolving this. This is technically our 110th episode, so thanks to everybody who either listens to the podcast in audio-only format. We're going to be doing it usually every Sunday at 7, but uh, we'll be doing that live and then releasing the audio-only version midweek like we do every week. So uh, we got a lot of big, well, there's actually not a lot of topics this week, but the ones that we do have are absolutely ginormous, so they're going to take like forever to sift through. So that's going to be fun. So let's just start with what we've already talked about, but I feel like we could talk about for the next six months, probably. Microsoft, Xbox, bought Bethesda. Ah, like the big one. And you know, what's fun? I swear to God, I wish I could go back. We talked about this. We didn't say Microsoft, but there was a rumor that they weren't doing that great financially and they were looking for a buyer. And it seemed impossible. Uh, and you know, I don't know what we suggested or said at the time, but that yeah, was that, that, yeah, that rumor was floating around that they were looking for a buyer and people were like, well, they're too big. You know, nobody's going to buy them. And Microsoft paid $7.5 billion. Uh, With a B. But... Here's the thing, and I know I said this to you. Like, this isn't buying a developer. They bought eight development studios. Eight. So, like, we've been yeah. talking about all these acquisitions they've been making one by one, and it's like, oh, my God, look at all these companies they bought. They just bought eight at the same time. Well, I, I actually heard it's it's actually 12. Because there could be some smaller. Of the, some, of the, some of the studios really have, like, two or three. Yeah, you're probably right. It's, you're probably right. actually... It's actually closer to 12 than, than eight. Yeah, I think Arcane um, has two teams. I'm sure, like, because there's Bethesda Game Studio, which is like a developer. Yeah. Uh, they probably have multiple. Um, who's the RPG studio? Uh, not, or that, it is Bethesda, I think. That's yeah, the actual Bethesda game. They make Elder Scrolls, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's what I was just trying to figure out is which one makes Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it must be Bethesda proper that makes uh, Elder Scrolls, and then it makes uh, Doom. Doom. And who makes um, Fallout? So th that has alternated between Bethesda and Obsidian, who Microsoft coincidentally also owns. Yeah. So one of the things that I thought of after this, like Microsoft has almost has the like AAA RPG market totally cornered like a few years yeah. ago they had no rpgs and now the western western yeah yes RPGs. good 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 call out because they've got yeah they've got elder scrolls they've got fallout they've got starfield they've got fable they've they've, they've got obsidian doing that new game they've got pillars of eternity they have like every uh, i know i guess they don't have anthem if that dead fish is still flopping somewhere well, you know, we were we were excited about disavowed. Are are you yeah. a little bit nervous now? Because now they got disavowed, they got fable, they got uh, Elder Scrolls. So, I mean, do you really need all three? So here's what I'm thinking. So Elder Scrolls right now is there's going to be a new Elder Scrolls at some point, but I think Elder Scrolls at this moment is basically Elder Scrolls Online, which is an MMO, which has about a million players, I think, subscribers. So yeah. that's a that's a, a cash vein right there. I, I think they can yeah. they could basically release a new AAA RPG every 
you know, we're talking about how long these games take to develop, like six to seven years, these big AAA open world games. They could basically release one of that size every year or two, which is nuts, which is nuts. Yeah. Um, it, um, do you remember where you were when you read the news? I was at work. Was, I mean, it was just such a, I think, I think the first time I heard the news was when you texted me. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I didn't I believe it. it. No, I couldn't. I, I looked down. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, well, and they bought all of it. What really? Like one or two studios. What really pissed me off was we had just done the show the night before, like yeah, literally like yeah. eight hours, nine hours, ten hours before, and then first thing Monday morning, like, and I was thinking too. Remember how you and I said like the megaton is dead? It's never gonna happen again. This is like yeah. one of the biggest megatons of all time, for real, because we're, we're gonna. We have a lot to dissect about this, but the impact it has on on Sony, I mean, eight more studios. Uh, let let me let me just pull up my quick list of IPs and studios here, and you tell you tell me which ones of these you're most you think is most exciting or valuable. So they got Id, Arcane, who does Dishonored and Deathloop, Tango, which is the Evil Within, headed by Shinji Mikami, the Creator of Resident Evil, uh, Devil May Cry, so many other games. Dino Crisis, Machine, who makes Wolfenstein. Um, I, they got Bethesda. They, they got the Doom IP, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Wolfenstein, Evil Within, Quake, Starfield, Dishonored, Deathloop, Prey, Rage. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, so, what yeah. what do you think is the biggest one? Like, do you think there well, is one I that? stands out i mean okay so the biggest in general is probably doom yeah it's probably doom right right now or yeah. no, maybe it might be elder it's scrolls. either doom or elder scrolls or fallout's big too but personally for me i'm most excited about the evil within yeah. i'm oh. excited about what it could, kill that what series it could be. no what it could be if if mikami wants to make a new horror series please just do a new ip evil Within's not going anywhere it's not I going mean, anywhere it, it, it's just, it's just it's so different from anything else that they have in their first party. Yeah, Xbox right now. That's that's true. Um, that's true. So I mean, let's face it, Doom and Halo. There, there's a lot of overlap there. I know the, the yeah. gameplay's the gameplay's quite a bit different. But, but thematically, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. one is when dark, look at it. hell, metal, pounding music, and the other one is monks chanting and her- heroism. Yeah. So, but it's still. Two guys. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Space Marines and yeah. <laughs> green armor running around with shotguns. So, um, so far, uh, Frank, who I know, says Fallout was just a lot of disappointment, at, but it's good for references for memes. Well, I mean, isn't that the, the exciting part right now, though? Is like Bethesda was kind of broke before. Yeah. Really, really, Microsoft was able to buy them because they're they're almost broke. So. The exciting part is, is what can Fallout be once they got the that's, Microsoft money train behind no, That's something that I think is going to be very interesting to see. So a lot of Bethesda games are famous for being buggy messes. So great in some aspects, but totally technical disasters. A lot of yeah. Bethesda games. are. Um, so now, as part of Xbox Game Studios, Will those games be more polished? Because A, they're probably going to have more development time. Uh, they're going to have more money. Uh, by all 
standards. Well, they should be quote unquote better games. And if you if you look at what the CEO of Bethesda said, why did you why did you ultimately decide to do this? The very first thing was he said was this allows us to make better games. I think that says a lot. Yeah, well, and another exciting thing is um, I'm sure Microsoft's going to try to, you know, um, have cooperation in developing engines. Yeah. One of, one of Fallout's biggest drawbacks for me <laughs> is just how, it's, it's how ugly the damn yeah, game is. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's so damn ugly. So if, if there's some cross-pollination in their engines and, and you know, I got to believe that the graphic the graphical quality will improve now that they've yeah. been Microsoft. And and just the fact that, you know, I think it was like last episode or the episode before I had said, this was before they bought Bethesda, that they're basically going to be able to launch a giant game on Game Pass, just first party, like every yeah. single month. That yeah, was before Bethesda. Yeah. And, and, and now... But that's the thing, though, because there's so many studios. Xbox Game Studios is now 23 studios. They will be able to have more time because they have more people supporting the ecosystem. So if yeah. they need an extra six months to make their game or a year, they can have yeah. it because they're not riding on, you know, just 343 or just the Coalition or just Forza. You know, they're so yeah. diversified now. And it's kind of nice that they don't have to come out and sell a million units in the first week. Yeah. You know, even even if the game doesn't catch on right away, I, I don't think Microsoft will care because it's content for the service. You know, yeah, it, it doesn't matter if people are playing it now or in a week or a month or a year. Yeah, they don't care as long as it helps keep people in the service. I mean, take a look at um, you know, like that Grounded game that just came out that Obsidian published. That's a game yeah. that had it been released, you know, standalone, it, I don't think it would have went very far. Uh, Sea of Thieves is another one. You know, Game Pass invigorated those games because anybody can play it. 15 million subscribers can play it whenever they want. Um, oh, yeah. And sure, you I still mean, can okay, buy if, it standalone, but you don't have to. If Sea of, if sea of Thieves came out with no Game Pass, <laughs> do you think it would be anywhere? Well, it, it wasn't. When it came out, remember, yeah. it, it, people played it and they're like, there's nothing here. There's, uh, oh, yeah, exactly. And then they updated it for like a year and then, you know, Game Pass really started to catch on. And then all of a sudden, CFDs was everywhere. Everybody was playing. Exactly. So I think I think in a lot of ways, Game Pass is what made CFDs. Oh, yeah. So let's dive into, uh, there's a lot to talk about here. But let's dive into the, the question that everybody's asking. Are these games going to become exclusive? What games are going to become exclusive? When I first saw this news, judging by... Microsoft strategy as of the last couple years, you know, Minecraft is on virtually every platform. Ori is on, you know, PC, Xbox, and Switch. Um, you know, I, I thought, my thought was, okay, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, and Doom stay multi-platform. Because at the end yeah. of the day, Microsoft is a business that wants to make money. That's their goal. So that was my initial thought, was those three stay multi-platform because they're the biggest. Yep. And everything else going forward becomes probably becomes exclusive. But yep. but Microsoft and Bethesda have since said, well, it's gonna be a very case by case basis. So what are your what do you think? What are, what are your thoughts on it? 
Yeah, I had the same opinion. Like, I was like, God, I, I can't imagine them taking Elder Scrolls, Doom, and uh, Fallout and making them all exclusive, you know, because there's so many players on so many different platforms yeah. for those for those three games. And they've always been multi-platform, you know? So yeah. it, was, it was impossible for me to think, wow, those are going to be on only Xbox and PC. Um, yeah, I just couldn't believe it. But after about a day or two, I completely changed my mind. They're, they're definitely going to be exclusive. You think all of them are? Um, like pretty much all of them? Oh, yeah. You think so? Oh, yeah. the, oh absolutely. <laughs> that's, I feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like they could go either way. Because like you said, so they've, yeah. got, they've got Halo as an exclusive franchise. Do they need Doom to be an exclusive franchise? So my answer would be no, they don't need it. They got Disavowed. They got Fable. Do they need Elder Scrolls and Fallout to be exclusive? Well, they don't need it. But I, I guess it's a... No. Well, uh, not risk-reward, but like what, what... What what I think would be interesting is to publish. Let's let's just use... I think Starfield's totally exclusive, by the way. That's my opinion. Yeah. But, but let's... Because that's super hype. Let's say they make the next Elder Scrolls multi-platform. This is the biggest black eye for Sony because hey, you can pay seventy dollars for it if you want to play it, pay it, play it on PS Five, or you can just subscribe to Game Pass for fifteen dollars and play this game for the next six months. Yeah, yeah. So I think it almost does more damage to Sony if they do put it on the platform. Well, exactly, and actually, the the exact expression I've had for for describing the choice here is Microsoft can't make a wrong decision. Yeah, that's if true. Them, if, if they make them exclusive, obviously, you know, it's everybody's going to have to get Game Pass. Yeah. If they don't make them exclusive, like you just said, you know, it's going to make Sony look like crap. It does. You're paying, you're paying $70 for each one of these games while it's $15 a month for that game and a hundred dollars. Or just included basically in your, in your console payment. Yeah. You know, you you because a lot of people are getting the next console for twenty five bucks a month. So yeah. you, I, I think, I think people haven't really priced in the impact of of the whole you know pay that, as you go definitely not console and, and Game Pass as a package like that is going to be that's going to hit like a freight train I think because it's just going to be so easy to get in. I I I think yeah I I don't think there's enough education on it yet. I think when it launches and. Yeah. People start to start to see the games and then they start to, you know, they hear about it from their friends and then they hear, wait, what do you mean I can get it for $25 a month? That's when people exactly. are going to start. Right now, I don't think people are really aware. As but, soon as Joe Public hears, I can get the new Xbox for $35 yeah. today. Well, that's the high end one. Lies. That's the yeah, high people, end one. <laughs> people are going to go crazy. I can get the new Xbox and 100 games for $35. More than 100. <laughs> like, they were, it's at like 200 yeah. now. Yeah. And speaking uh, of which, people are going to go crazy. Speaking of which, I think it's October 1st. Uh, let me check my agenda here. October 1st, which is, but is that this week? Yeah. That's this week. So in a few more days, Doom Eternal, which is probably right now, you know, we'll be doing our game of the year awards in a few months. My game of the year. And I think it'll be a contender on many outlets. So the game of the, one of the game of the year contenders. Free on Game Pass in three days. Like, I don't know. Like, how do people not, like, lose their minds at this? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, wow. I, it, 
you know, and we've we've been saying it, but I mean, and with EA Play coming into the to the uh, game that pass, too, and no and no additional cost. Like think of all the all the Madden players that you know once they hear oh for twenty five bucks I can have the new console and Madden you know not not the newest one but so, I, I doubt they care yeah <laughs> well it's been the same game for ten years anyway exactly. so um I have to think I have to think and you know tell me how, what you think I I feel like when Sony read this news they truly had to had to have felt gut punch. Because, like, this had to be, like, this is one of those, like, meta-changing events. Like, this is, like, an industry-changing event. Like, what do you mean, Bethesda, the maker of Doom, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, some games that we've been chasing as exclusives? You know, the rumor was they were trying to negotiate for exclusive with with uh, Starfield. All these franchises. What do you mean, Microsoft? is Like, they, they had to be sitting there asking themselves, like, oh, my God, like, we're launching a new console. We might not have any of the big, you know, no Elder Scrolls. No, they had to be so scared. Like, yeah. And then the bigger question: well, Will Microsoft do this again with somebody else? Oh well, yeah. Now that's the real question that I, that I kind of want to get to is uh, who's next. But as for Sony, I think Sony's going to try to adopt like the Apple strategy and lean into the fact that they're more expensive. You know, like yeah. Apple never shies away from the fact that they're more expensive than everybody else. Because they I mean, feel premium. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it sort of adds to the brand rather than takes it away. So I think Sony's going to try to lean into that. But I don't know if that, that model really translates to video games because I, I just don't think people will see it as a status symbol to pay well, $70 for a game. And, and well, that. And then how do you how do you also claim that when it's everyday fact your console is less powerful so like like if you're the more powerful console then like i could see a little more of an you know a compelling argument there you know like when you buy our playstation 5 you're getting the best which is why you know you're paying more they have the yeah, least but, powerful console well not the i, I should I say think, least the lesser well yeah but let's face it sony does have the studios to wallpaper over that yeah yeah so. that's true Naughty Dog's so, amazing, technically. And yeah, they're gonna they're gonna really be able to hide that. And really, you know, I think graphics to a certain extent have plateaued. Yeah. So that that's really not gonna be the detriment or or the boom to, to Xbox that uh, that it that it used to be. Um, so I think Sony will be able to get over that. But I think the seventy dollars for one game versus fifteen dollars a month for Game Pass. There, I don't think there's any way around that. Well, I, I think that's going to sink them. And and here's here's something that I keep kept pointing out too. And I know I keep saying this. I said it to you like a hundred times, but like the models now are going to be so different. So you're going to have Sony, which is their strength has always been their exclusives. You know, we've got big AAA, quadruple A exclusives. You know, cinematic, blah 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 blah. So yeah. you can safely rely on on Sony to publish two to three quadruple a exclusives a year that's that's their strength on the other side you're gonna have microsoft publishing like eight nine ten a year one every month so it's like okay you want to be in the playstation ecosystem where we can promise you you know two to three really big great games a year or the microsoft one where you're going to be seeing a new one like literally every every month 
it's yeah. such a difference. You're going to yeah. be hit with ads for all these new Xbox Game Pass games, like, every freaking two weeks. Yeah. Well, and I'll add to that that um, Microsoft also has more variety in their games that come out. Oh, so, for sure. Especially now. I mean, I think maybe with Sony's launch lineup, they sort of acknowledge that, and they, they had a little more variety than usual in that launch lineup. I mean, PlayStation 4 is almost exclusively third-person action-adventure games. Yeah, the whole the whole gen, the entire yeah, generation. The entire generation. I mean, you can probably count on one hand all the games that weren't. Um, so, God of I War, mean, think, Days Gone, uh, Horizon, uh, Spider-Man, yeah. Ghost of Tsushima, yeah. Last of Us 2, I, Uncharted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the same genre. Uh, the ones, yeah. Detroit. I mean, the Last Guardian. The list goes on and on. Yeah, yeah. Single player, third person, action adventure. Um, but I think they're going to try and address that. Now, whether or not they can overcome the hurdle. I mean, Ratchet and Clank's a platformer. You know, it's kind of a yeah. third person cinematic action game, but it's a pla- It's at its core, it's kind of a platformer. Yeah. And they got that destruction derby all stars or whatever. I don't even know what the hell that. That's and, my and sack, sack boys, sack, sack boys, of sacks, magical adventure. Yeah, sack boys, magical adventure. Watch all their games this gen be platformers. Every single one, <laughs> third person platformer. <laughs> so I'm really wondering though, and I read an analysis that said this: that this to the competition to Sony and Nintendo that this was a shot fired that puts them in a corner to make a similar acquisition because Microsoft is absorbing more and more developers that these other platforms rely on. And, you know, let's say Microsoft picks up another one and I'm not saying that they will. I I think the speculation that they will is a little too soon. In my opinion, I think this is like a once in a lifetime gift personally, but I think that Sega nonsense is garbage, but, you, when you when you look at when you when you are Sony or you are Nintendo, you have to ask yourself, well, what if they do? What if they do buy Capcom? What if they do oh. buy Sega? Well, so I mean, maybe if we have Capcom. to. So nobody. So they don't. What if? What if? Yeah. What if Amazon or Google does? You know, like they yeah, gotta yeah. be like they're well, getting surrounded. That, okay. Well, if Amazon or Google did, that would be that would be terrifying. They got the money to. So <laughs> that's true yeah, would, yeah, but, exactly. but they got the money and, to and it would suck it oh. would absolutely suck <laughs> we'll get into more amazon um, big amazon news later but but you're right I, I i've been thinking that if microsoft were to make one more large acquisition like a capcom like a it's got to be japanese by the way capcom you think uh, so where sega oh yeah i mean if, if they were to get any one of those like that would be def- game over. That it, would be a good way to get I, I, into the Japanese market. Buy Square. Well, Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Well, <laughs> oh, hey, you don't these- you don't want to put your games on our console? You definitely are now. <laughs> You're all fired too. Yeah. By the way, we're closing uh, you down. That, yeah, all of you that uh, kept your games off our console. Bethesda's making the next Final oh. Fantasy. See ya. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just imagine if they could get one of the large Japanese uh, publishers, like like a Capcom or Sega. Capcom um, has value, I think. Sega, I yeah. see almost zero in because they uh, can't make any freaking game. 
Well, that's well, yeah. But if they had the Microsoft money train behind them, they could they could hire again. They'd have to hire about six thousand employees. The, the the GDP of Japan would grow it, by sixteen percent because of the, the economy, just the investment if they from Microsoft. Back, if they could claw back all their IPs that they just gave away, basically, the yeah, like letting people clone rage, them. Shenmue, yeah, yeah. Um, the Jetset Radio, yeah. Um, if they could kickstart all that again, you know, I mean, Sega, Sega does actually have a, a few games currently that, that would like Persona and Shin Megami. They mean nothing to you. Yakuza, right? Certain Yakuza, exactly. Yeah. Um, there's talk that Virtua Fighter's coming back. That's I in mean, the Godspeed these games, story. These these games don't mean much to you, but there's an enormous audience out there, especially in the East. Yeah. Yeah, and, and even here in the West. You know, there's the six people in the West that bought Shimu three. But there there is a certain crowd that wants Japanese games. Oh sure. And they look at the Xbox and they, they all own nothing. They all own reset era accounts too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so they're looking at Xbox, they're saying you got nothing for me. So and then they just keep walking. Yeah, I mean if and it's the problem that Sony's gonna run into, and you know, David Jaffe. David Jaffe said in his string of tweets, like, I'm I worked for Sony almost my whole career. I'm still a huge Sony fanboy. But he was saying for like the whole week last week after this, he's still like, he's like, I don't think Sony realizes how, in his words, effed they are. Like, and I, I see that's the problem that Sony has, not really to their fault, but they are such a smaller scale company than a Microsoft, a Google, uh, uh, an Amazon. That when they see a Microsoft throwing around cash like this, a Facebook could do the same if they wanted to. Yeah. They they I'm not sure I'm sure they could do one if they wanted to, but Sony's not a company that could just oh seven point five billion. Oh yeah, we could do that. You know? Well, like, you know, but PlayStation has become maybe their their absolute core business at this yeah. point. Yeah, I agree. Um so you know they could look at this this acquisition and and maybe the the insomniac deal was sort of a response but that's one developer yeah but like i say they they, well they already have a deep roster they already have a pretty deep roster they don't have 23 studios no but (laughs) what they do have is i mean it's almost it's good it's good yeah for sure I mean, like even their Japan studio, who you know, you probably can't name a single game they make. Yeah. Besides for maybe Astrobot, um, when they do make a game, it's it's always the highest quality. Yeah. And I, and I think that's that's something that Sony has that Nintendo and Microsoft don't have is they have that perfect balance of east and west. You know, they're so- able to give. The Japanese fans, the Japanese games, and the Western. I would argue that their Western fan, their Western appeal has been narrowing, um, and and it it is because they're stuck. They've been stuck in that same freaking genre. They have no, and I've been crucifying them for this for years now. You know, they have no multiplayer games. They have no shooters. They have no. That is that is the that is the audience of gaming that is growing. That's the one that's drawing in new gamers. Yeah, and I, I'm not saying it, their Western appeal is dead because obviously it's very strong still, but I would be concerned if I were them because I I, I think you know listening to you say that like if they were gonna buy a publisher, my instinct was well they'd probably buy another Eastern publisher because 
I don't know. That's just yeah, how, yeah. That's how yeah. Sony operates. I think it would be more well, smart see, for I them to buy a Western. Gone, I think they've gone... They've gone what? Yeah. I think they've gone hard to the West. They've, they've gone hard to the West. What do you mean? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Uh, well, because when you look at their, their lineup of games, it's almost... It's almost like exclusively Western at this point. Yeah. You know, it's, it's God of War. It's yeah. The Last of Us. These are all Western games. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, when, when they, when PlayStation rose to prominence, it was, it was Metal Gear Solid. It was, they, they weren't first party games, but it Final was Metal Fantasy. Gear Solid, Final Fantasy, Resident Evil, yeah. Eastern games. So you're right. I think if they got like Capcom, like, I mean, yeah. how could you, how could, I mean, I think if either Capcom's a good Capcom, get for anybody, anybody, yeah, yeah. E- even Nintendo. If, if Nintendo oh yeah, got Capcom, it'd be. It, I'm surprised there's Cap- like a war. The thing Capcom about Capcom is that they have a very diverse. A, they've got at least a handful of studios, and they've got crazy diverse properties. They've got fighting game yeah. properties. They've got survival horror properties. They've got action properties. They've got RPG properties. Mega Man, you know, like they've got a really deep slate of franchises and developers well, to support yeah, at they, least some of them. And their franchises actually appeal to, to a worldwide audience. You know? Yeah, agreed. I, I mean, Monster Hunter is big in Japan, yeah. it's big in North America, it's big yep. in Europe. You know, The Last of Us, it might be big in America. I doubt it's very big in Japan. Probably not. Know? Probably not. So, so that's like what Capcom has that like nobody else really seems to have. Konami sort of had it with Metal Gear Solid, but Silent know, Hill and Silent Hill, but they're dead and gone now. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, so yeah, Capcom seems to be the big the big fish out there just lurking. Well, everybody's talking about Sega, and, and I and I, I I just again I do not see the point. I. I Unless it was the deal of the century, you know, like you're getting them for a bag of Doritos and Mountain Dew or whatever. Then, yeah. I, I mean, I think the only way it would help them, like you said, make in inroads in Japan. Yeah. Um. But it seems like most of the development talent at Sega, aside from like what is it, AM2 that makes uh the yeah. RTSs, is that who makes it? Oh, I don't think AM2 makes the RTSs. Who's, uh, who's the one that Relic is it? Well, they're not part of Sega, are they? Are they? I don't know. They all their games are like published by Sega. Didn't Sega or is it, or is it Creative Assembly? That's who it is. They're the ones who made Halo Wars. That's right. Um. So, I don't know. I I just can't see Microsoft dropping you know seven point five billion more again like that. Like, oh hey, six months well, down the road, here we go. But they do have a ton of you know beloved IP. You know, Sega? It, it would just, yeah, it, it would just be whether or not Microsoft had the ability to resurrect all their old IPs, Jet Set Radio, Outrun, you know, you name it, they got it. Sonic, Shinmu, Streets no. of Rage, yeah, it's so, Fighter. It's so funny that the biggest uh, thing... House of the Dead. Uh, yeah, there we go. House of the Dead. It's so funny to me that Sonic... The, the Sonic Star seems to have risen again recently because of the movie yeah. and the G Fuel, but Sega can't release a yeah. goddamn game to, to coincide <laughs> with. Like, like, there's no good I, Sonic game out there. Nobody's talking about. Oh God, yeah, the God, new Sonic game. God mode moment. God mode moment. New Sonic game coming soon. Sonic Adventure Three. 
<laughs> yeah. So, no, no. Sonic Shuffle okay. 2. Sonic Shuffle 2 yeah, for mobile. There. Yeah. For mobile, baby. You can stick it in your microwave. <laughs> your, your whole phone? <laughs> download Sonic. <laughs> Step one, download Sonic Shuffle. Step street. two, place it in the microwave. <laughs> um. So I don't know. Any other thoughts on the whole Bethesda thing? Uh, it's going to get real interesting. It's going to. Yeah. I mean, it almost feels like um, in, in college football, there was something called realignment. Yeah. And there's there's five major leagues in college football. And and for a time, they were trying to steal teams from each other, you know, <laughs> to, to essentially become the biggest and the best. And it sort of feels like we have console realignment. Yeah. Where maybe all of the big studios out there will end up being owned by, you know, Microsoft, Nintendo, Sony, maybe somebody else, even like a Google or Facebook or uh, yeah, or an Amazon, or maybe even an Apple. One can dream. The only good Apple is a rotten Apple. Uh, so Frank in chat says the only Sonic game that people still think is great is Sonic Mania, since nobody ever talks about any of the other Sonic <laughs> games, which is pretty Sonic much Mania true. Was good. Sonic Mania was good, but uh, he makes a good point. You know, nobody ever ever says like oh you know i really love sonic adventure i really love sonic 3 i really love, really love sonic 2 you know that's like, true well yeah i think all the i think all the 3d marvels really kind of sucked the, oh the 3d sonics oh yeah oh yeah for sure even most even even most of the 2d ones kind of sucked but... <laughs> but they were unique at the time they were better than 3D. in the genesis yeah. days they were unique that was the thing well i mean when the sega saturn first launched the i remember seeing sonic adventure one when you're like going down the streets of san francisco and i thought that was cool but... wasn't sonic adventure one on the dreamcast yeah yeah what did i say did i say dreamcast? you said you said uh no you called it the saturn it's like a saturn oh sorry dreamcast that was knights knights was on the saturn right yeah yeah Which, there's another game Everybody clamored for a sequel for. It's always Sega properties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> clamored for a sequel. They made it. Nobody cared. Like literally. Yeah. Oh, no. Shamu, same thing. <laughs> oh, we waited twenty years for a new Shamu game, but or You're right. twenty five. It's it always a Sega property. <laughs> for what? Oh, uh, Sega just. Somebody please actually. Now that I think about it, somebody please put them out of their misery and buy them. <laughs> please, I'm begging. So any other thoughts? It right. seems to be a slow attrition for Stega. Yeah, it's been a slow death. Just just year by year, it gets worse and worse. Really. Yeah. Uh, anything else on Bethesda before we move on to the next big story? No, I mean, I, I just, I think what's really interesting will be the quote-unquote, no pun intended, fallout. Um, because it, Microsoft, like you said, they got so many wins with this. They got all those studios, all those properties. They can't lose, whether they make them exclusive or not. It's a great deal for them. And then they put everybody else totally on the defensive. Like, oh, God, yeah. we really got to worry now. Like, they're playing a different game. And uh, I think that's, again, I've been saying it for months. Sony's really only relying on, at this point, the strength of the PlayStation brand. They got nothing else right now. I got nothing. Yeah. Yeah, so, you're right. Did you see Sony? Because this would make waves. I think a huge acquisition. This is not a publisher. I think the price would be really high. 
but if they bought from software that would be huge yeah yes that would that, get a lot of excitement i think those are the types of purchases uh sony needs to get done right now it's yeah. just to go after smaller quality studios from software they got insomniac they should they should just buy that was it blue point that keeps doing remakes for them or whatever yeah. Yeah. Maybe they don't have to because they kind of got them on lock anyway. Um, yeah. But we'll see. And maybe, you know, if there's remnants of, you know, the they Konami team. As I say, they should, buy Ko- they should buy Kojima's studio. Just lock they, up they, Kojima as yeah. an exclusive. Yeah, there you go. Kojima yeah, I think they, from software. I don't, think they, I don't think they need to buy. I don't think they need to do like Microsoft's doing and buying, you know, massive publishers. They just need to be smart and target just to maybe a few more studios and be okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and just if anything, in a defensive move. It's like what if Microsoft buys from? You know, like that's how they gotta exactly. think. Like you're you're right. Like you're right. What you're if right. we because if Microsoft, we don't, what if they do? Yeah. I mean they yeah, they, like you say, they they probably don't want to spend like another eight billion. Yeah. So you know, buying a FromSoft for maybe like eight hundred million or whatever it would cost, that probably seems pretty attractive. Yeah, I, I think From's price tag would actually be pretty high between you know, the Souls IPs. Um, yeah, I mean, Otogi IP, <laughs> uh, Armored Core. Uh, you know, it was so funny. From until Dark Souls was that developer they were like in my mind they were just like that japanese developer that put out very japanese games that were always going to be like 7 7.5 8.0 games that i really never had that much interest in and then dark souls yeah. hit and blew the whole freaking world up and it changed oh, they, everything they have tenchu as well don't they do they have tenchu uh no they they did work on it back in the day, but they, what was that game that just re- released that came out this past year? What was it called? It was just like Tenchu, but they yeah, uh, Activision published oh it. Uh, begins with an S. Sekiro. It's the game of the year. Yeah, Sekiro. Thank you. Um, and I bet I'll bet you anything. Activision owns that IP. I bet you anything because they don't. I don't think they've published any games. They they don't own the IP for. They've got game Elden the Ring. They've got Elden Ring coming. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I think Sony owns Bloodborne. Yeah. So, which I really want to see on PC, by the way. It's coming, right? Never confirmed. Hmm. Still don't know. I think it will come. I really... I, I think... Hopefully... I that's, think it will come before the sequel. Well, do you... That's what I was, that's what I was going to say. Do you think that a move... You know, Microsoft's move, this move, will prompt Sony to act more like Microsoft and put their games on more platforms or to try to do the total opposite and try to lock up more exclusive content. Um, I hope it's the PC. (laughs) I hope it's the PC way, but well, I mean, they, they've already said that they basically, I mean, they've confirmed that they can't match Microsoft's game pass model. Yeah. They've said like, technically we we can't do that. So don't expect it from us. So if that's the case, then yeah, I just expect them to put it on PC and try to get as many sales as they possibly can. You know, speaking of Sony, I didn't put this on the agenda, but you know, talking about matching Microsoft and so on. I can't believe, I, I guess I can, because I don't think very high of Sony personally, but the, the stuff that's coming out 
about the PlayStation 5 and its lack of backwards compatibility and forward-facing features. So, like, there was a whole debacle over, you know, if you own uh, Spider-Man on PS4, you can't upgrade it to the PS5 version. Can't do it. If you can't transfer your save over from the PS4 to the PS5 version, because it's technically impossible, apparently, or too difficult. And apparently that's the case yeah. for all these games. You can't transfer any PS4 saves over to PlayStation 5, which yeah. almost negates the whole purpose of yeah. cross-gen. It just... There's so many black eyes coming out of this console yeah. launch for them. And, well, I, and you know, and you, you touched on it. I mean, honestly, Spider-Man was one of the biggest reasons I wanted to get a, a PlayStation 5. I, I've been holding off finishing Spider-Man on, on PS4 because my, my plan the whole time was to get a PS5 and play it on that. Yeah. And I mean, you still can. Yeah. You know, but with no upgrades. For 70 bucks. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, no, I'm not paying $70 when Microsoft gives me this stuff for free. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't care if you have Spider-Man and they don't. I'm not paying you $70. Yeah. It, it's, uh, they're playing a very, it seems like at this point, this is my, totally my opinion, biased, totally biased opinion. It seems like Sony is still playing checkers and Microsoft is playing chess. Because... Yes. Like, you know, PlayStation, and for this gen, it worked. And that's why I think they continued it. They, they thought, well, we just, you know, we just won this gen. So, you know, they came into this gen. They bought exclusives like uh, Destiny 2 in-game exclusives and stuff. That worked for them. You know, they, they had, they did these smaller deals. We bought Call of Duty marketing rights. You know, that was huge for us. They were doing these smaller, but then... And this is why Microsoft is smart, is because they said, okay, well, we're losing that game. So let's up the stakes here and just play a whole play on a whole nother level. And uh I'm not sure. I, I think it'll work on the short Sony's fine in the short term. They can still keep playing that like small ball. Well, we'll get the exclusives in, I don't know, FIFA this year or you know, whatever. I don't care. I'm just making yeah. it up. But in the long run, I think that's going to dwindle yeah i mean and this is really what like apple and google did to microsoft you know microsoft had a stranglehold on, on the pc market and google and apple were able just to turn the page entirely and you know turn computing to mobile phones mm -hmm. and it, it feels like that moment is happening in gaming now where microsoft's just turning the page and leaving sony and nintendo on the last page, you know, yeah. they're, they're changing, they're changing the conversation completely with game pass, you know, like, and they're, they're leaving the old dominant players in the dust. Well, and, and I would argue that, you know, Nintendo, I feel is a little bit different because they have a pretty different audience, a pretty different appeal, totally different product. But I, I would say too, that mobile is as big a threat to Nintendo as Game Pass is because there's a lot of really simple games that kids can play you know, for free on their mobile devices. You can now play game all Game Pass games on your mobile device for $15 a month. Yeah. So so you know there's that mobile, you know, portable console. It's not the same as Switch, but that same concept in XCloud, which is now available. And um that that's 
that's what I think Nintendo, I, I think they're safer than Sony is in the long term because they've just got a totally different gig going for them. But I would yeah. still be a little, little worried if I was Nintendo by well, bo yeah. both Microsoft and Apple Arcade and you know Amazon and Google and mobile, the growth of mobile. I would be slightly, more than slightly concerned probably. Well, I mean, it really feels like they're about to be Sega where... They're stuck in the past and they're, they're not moving with the times. Like, I think you're right. I think Nintendo's really got to be concerned about mobile. And I think Nintendo should have launched their own cell phone and put their games exclusively it's, on that phone. You know, I really thought, and I don't know why they changed direction, but two, maybe two, three years ago, Nintendo said that their goal was to ramp up mobile development and get to the point where they were releasing a new mobile game. I can't remember if it was every quarter or every month because their first few mobile games hit and they hit well. There was, uh, not Miitomo, but, uh, I mean, Pokemon, <laughs> Miitomo was game of the year or whatever year it came out. Uh, what was it? Pokemon Go, you know, Mario Kart's been pretty good for them. Um, what else do they have mobile-wise? Um... Doc, Dr. Mario, Mario did yeah. decent. Super Mario Run, Animal Crossing. I think Run Fire, flopped. Fire Emblem, which has been a big hit for them. Yeah. Um, and, and they had one other RPG game that I, I can't possibly name. Greg Galio lost. Don't ask why yeah. I can remember that because there's no... Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, I, I'll never remember that. You know why I can remember it? Because I just added a Battle Royale mode to an RPG. Oh, God. To a mobile of RPG. <laughs> of course. But doesn't it... I, like, I really don't get what world they're coming from because mobile development, the appealing thing is that it's so damn cheap. You can make mobile, make and publish mobile games for peanuts compared to AAA development, traditional console yeah. development, PC development. So the fact that Nintendo backed, started it and then backed away from it was like one of the weirdest business decisions that I've seen in a long time. Well, and that's really indicative of like, Sony and Nintendo, more so Nintendo, especially Nintendo. Like Nintendo just doesn't change, and, and uh, you know they're they're willing to do this wacky stuff like the Switch or the Wii, but they're not willing to do like what what seems to me to be the obvious play, which would be making a cell phone. You know, like that making a cell phone makes so much sense for them, and it would be so much safer than like something like the Wii or the Switch. Well, yeah. They'll pump out those things and they'll never make a cell phone. I think the problem that they have is that the reason that they do have appeal beyond, you know, separate from Microsoft, Sony, for example, or, or mobile even, not that that's the biggest market, but they're, they've carved out their niche just by making something so off the wall that people got to try it. The Wii, the Switch, let's not say the Wii U. <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> But that's always been, even going back to, and these were flops, but but this was still their, their you know, the virtual boy. Um, you know, that has been, the Game Boy yeah. was a huge revolution at its time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I feel like they, they, you know, they believe, well, that's the heart and soul of our company. We got to make these innovative, odd devices because that's our thing. And if we start putting out i think in their mind they're like well if we put the new mario on a mobile device well then nobody's gonna buy our weird wacky machine but the thing about mobile games is that their funnels 
you get, okay, you get those kids in to play the new Mario game for free on their mobile device, and then hopefully they get they pay sixty dollars for the new one in a couple years on your console or whatever. Like, yeah, they got to get those people into their ecosystem. But I mean, doesn't it strike you as just kind of bizarre? Because I, I mean, making a mobile phone versus making a Nintendo Switch, it really can't be that different at this point. I mean, they both have touch screens. They both have almost the same like CPUs and GPUs. Yeah. Why would you not do this? I mean, you, you have like a name brand that yeah. rivals basically like Apple, basically. I mean, you could be the if, go-to if cell phone made, for kids. If Nintendo or even, you could probably go beyond kids. You could like, they could probably ape almost any Apple design. They would have People to have, have they would have to have drastically different looking phone models one for you know kids and then You're right. the more yeah. sleek one for adults yeah 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 yeah. i mean there's there's a whole bunch of options and then you know it could just be a modified version of android yeah it'd be so easy i i have no idea why they won't even try it at, at least make mobile games i mean for god's sake at, yeah i, I defend themselves yeah exactly. yeah um dice show in chat says nintendo fans are weird <laughs> Yeah. Good good description. Boomers and kids would love a Nintendo cell. Condemned says. Boomers and kids. So he agrees with you. Putting it putting it mildly. I I wouldn't touch a damn thing. <laughs> they didn't change at all the games they are selling in the Nintendo Switch. That's true. Nintendo 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 will make this has been my problem with them is I feel like I played all of their games that they're releasing now on the GameCube. I mean, yeah. yes, I know Breath of the Wild, you know, changes some things and it, oh, it's much more open world, but it's essentially the same game that, you know, it's Ocarina of Time or Wind Waker. Just, uh, you know, Mario, Mario Galaxy, that whole approach. Okay, it's kind of neat. But, but, you know, okay, Pikmin 3, while well, I played that on the GameCube, basically, Pikmin 1. It, they're they're not really innovating on the gameplay front anymore. Yeah, well, Much, I mean, that's, at least. I, that's really how I feel about the entire industry at this point. That's and true while too. I'm, while I'm a little bit of a, a little bit worried about it, um, you know, because we're on like Resident Evil Eight now. Yeah. <laughs> and now they've done now now they've done the first person dude. So which, what what where can they where which, can they go? Which is actually like Resident Evil Fifteen because there's a hundred different side. Yeah. games yeah and, and so they've done third person they, they might as well drop person. them back a number because five was so terrible it shouldn't count they should just kind of go back <laughs> they should all just reverse the number you, you mean the, the best selling and most popular resident evil game of all if time? anybody else in chat says that resident evil 5 is the best resident evil i will instantly ban you don't even <laughs> think about it um uh, all right so let's talk about let's talk about amazon so yeah. Amazon entered the fray in a big way this week uh, by announcing Luna, which I, I, for some reason when I first read this, I thought it was Google, and I was really confused because I was like, well, what? They are Stadia and Luna. What the hell? But so Luna announced their own Luna announced. Amazon announced their own cloud gaming subscription service. So this is closer to Xbox Game Pass than it is Stadia, which this is really what Stadia should have been all along. They, I don't know yeah. what the hell Google's thinking. So are you going to be able to download these games to, like, a Fire TV? Uh, I think I read yes. 
I think I read it is compatible with Fire TV. I know it is compatible with Twitch, so you don't need to download it. You can literally just click a link on Twitch and be playing the game, which is what I said was should have been Amazon's big play when the time came. So they're doing it, and it's smart. They've instantly got their Luna games in front of their audience of 300 million yeah. people. I mean, that that is an incredible way to, uh, to leverage their services, you know, right. to leverage... What what they already have established, um, being able, I mean, like that that could be a game changer too. So their early access game. So so by the way, Luna is only six dollars a month, which is very cheap. Um, but their early access includes Resident Evil Seven, Control, uh, Res, another Sega game that's actually amazing. I I like Res very much. Uh, there's some other games, but it's games you've probably played on other platforms at this point. Um, very aggressive price point. Um, and I do find the business six bucks a month. Wow. Six. That's pretty low. Wow. Yeah, but it's, it's, that is impressive. it's not scope of, it's not even close to the scope of game pass yet. No. So it's probably why it'll probably ramp up over time. Just like Netflix did. Yeah, Netflix started as what? Five bucks and now it's like yeah. 25 or something. But I mean, that's a great price to get people through the door. Oh yeah. I mean, six bucks for Resident Evil 7, Control, Res, pretty good. Um, but this to me really makes what Google has done look totally idiotic because yeah. you've got game pass and now you've got Amazon doing their version. Stadia looks like, yeah, totally obsolete. Yeah. They basically need a complete rethink and a complete rebuild at this point. I, I don't think it's, you know, in its current form, it's, it's not sustainable. Um, this is the, this is my thought with Luna. And actually condemned in chat, just hit it on the head. I agree with this. Amazon has started releasing games this year. And they have one after one after one all been totally horrible, unplayable trash. Um, that, I think, is what... So, that's, that's the issue I think they have. They're not going to have much in the front, on the content front, unless they go out and start buying it. Which they could. They have the money to. Exactly. But, you know, how many people are they going to attract without any, you know, let's, let's say ex exclusives or just the games that they are developing have by and large been not even just like not good, but straight up bad, like really bad. Yeah. Well, and I'll say this, if, um, Amazon, of, of all the big tech companies, Amazon is usually the most aggressive when they mm -hmm. enter a new space. So I would not be surprised if tomorrow I wake up and, and I bought Bungie. That Amp, they bought Capcom. They bought See, Nintendo. And that's what, I'm that's what I'm talking about, though. Like, if, if Amazon or Google decides they want to go ham, yeah, and they buy a publisher like that, Sony yeah. is in such bad position. They are, they oh, are, they are like... To, they would. Yeah. They literally have to be, you know, to quote Negan, it's going to be PP Pants City here real soon because they, like, if if somebody big like that snatched up, yeah, a Capcom or a Sega, uh, yeah. or somebody that somebody from software, you know, Sony's got to be like, Jesus, we were really close with from software. Now what are we going to do? You know, like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I I think. 
Somebody in chat, Frank, just said he makes a really good point. Stadia is totally useless outside of the Japan and U.S. because of internet connections. And yeah. uh, that, that's a I'm good point. I'm surprised anybody in Japan would play Stadia, though. They probably don't. But you could play yeah. it. You could. You, there's anybody. the tech to play it. Or really anybody in North America. There's stable enough internet to play it. And, you know, the same yeah. applies to Luna, though. Um, if you don't live in a country with really great internet structure, then right now these these are useless to you. But you know, Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo do have products for it. So that's a very yeah. interesting point. So well, I think being able to download the game to your to your console to to your machine is still. You know, for the vast majority of gamers right now, maybe once internet services and, and wireless gets better, you know, uh, with 5G or whatever, maybe it'll change. But right now, being able to download it to your console, I think that's the biggest advantage anybody has. Yeah. And, you know, like, even me, I'm somebody who has, you know, relatively good internet. I pay for a higher end plan or whatever, you know, higher speeds. But like for the past week, my speeds have been all over the place. Just just that and just yeah. that just that once in a while thing is enough to basically rule out like these streaming services for me. Like exactly. I can't play my exactly. games when I want to. I, it's, exactly. I, it's useless to me. But but like you said, you know, offering six dollars a month as an entry point for these games, if this is your only entry into gaming, you know, Luna's pretty good value. Six bucks. That's for Resident Evil 7, Control, and, and I'm sure it will grow pretty quickly, probably. It's Amazon, so. Yeah. I'm I'm really interested to see what they do with the, how much they push the Twitch angle, because that could be key for them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be big. That'll definitely be big. Um, I mean, I could definitely envision sort of the, the, the real next gen, like, I don't think PS5 and Series X are, are truly the next gen. I, I yeah. think, you know, probably probably these streaming services are the real next gen. That's the next I could advancement. See, I could see like Microsoft and right now it looks like Microsoft and Amazon. Yeah. Um, being the two big players. Google blows it again. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, Google looks like a mess. Do you think Facebook rolls out a streaming service? Because they own well, they they've bought some developers. They actually Facebook, have. Facebook's going to be sort of like the, the Nintendo of the three. Yeah. Because they got Oculus. So I think they'd be smart. Playing. I think they'd be smart to stay focused on VR. Yeah. So I think they're sort of playing a different game, which, you know, and I think it's going to eventually start to work out for them. Uh, Daisho just made a really good point, too. And that is, so Amazon owning Twitch and, you know, streamers and influencers being such a big deal for the way that games launch. They could pay big money to streamers to pay to play very oh. simple games to build up a lot of hype around Luna, and that'd be a good move. Play it on, yeah. play up, come play these games on Twitch. We'll pay you. you know, Ninja got yeah. paid a million dollars to play Apex for one day. The streamers yeah. will do it for sure. Do you think they could possibly add like a feature where people could uh, pay to play with the streamers? So. That would piss a lot of people off. But uh, yeah, I know. YouTube did add this. So YouTube is adding this. So there is a feature where uh, I, I forget which game they're adding it for. And I think it's within Stadia. 
So if you're watching a a you this is a YouTube feature. If you're watching a streamer on YouTube and the game is a Stadia game, you can click a link and join the streamer's game if they if the streamer allows it, which is a cool feature. Uh, oh, yeah. You're gonna hate it if you're somebody who gets stream sniped because everybody's literally going to try to get in your game and come after. They're gonna be watching your stream and know exactly where you are. So, <laughs> you know, you're yeah. playing with if it's a competitive game, uh, maybe not, but. Paying for it, it would be an interesting tool for streamers if they had the option, because that's the next. It's an extra layer of monetization for them. Exactly. If you want to play with Doctor Disrespect, pony up two hundred bucks. You're in my game. Exactly, and I can imagine. I can imagine it would work if you're big enough. Yeah. Oh, sure. I think. I think you're right. Like right out of the gates, people will be. You know, there would be a big uproar. Like, oh, you know, this is terrible. But, you know, after a couple of weeks, once the, the, the anger dies down, it, it'll you be, know, you know, business as usual. Everybody said, you know, when Twitch rolled out what they call subscriber-only chat, which was a chat, you know, streamers could turn on this mode where only the people who subscribe to their channel who pay can, can chat. Nobody else can chat. And at first, you know, everybody raved against it. Terrible feature. You're excluding people who won't pay. And I get, I get that, but what a, a lot of streamers did it, A, it's incentive to subscribe to their channel to make money, but B, it blocks out the trolls for the most part because most trolls aren't going to pay money to, to talk trash in your chat. You know what I mean? So you only yeah. have mostly your actual supporters and like people who are going to be positive and contribute in your chat. So it could be dangerous if you use it and you don't have a big enough community because then your chat's just going to be no man's land. But, but but for you know other people those high-end people who don't want to see all the you know super annoying people threatening their life and you know their children and chat and stuff it's a good way to stop it yeah yes so it'll be interesting to see what they do going forward will luna latency be strong enough for those style of games great question um I guess negative no. latency. Yeah, yeah, negative that was, that was Studo. Uh, Stadia claims negative latency. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe Luna would be great for small and middle-sized streamers on Twitch. Amazing way to get money and get people to interact. Um, it it'll be interesting. I I think I think Luna is the true, like you said, the true competitor to Game Pass. Uh, I I think yeah. it'll continue to grow and evolve. Uh, and I I think that 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 Twitch integration is a big reason why. Oh, big time. Big time. And I think that's why Stadia, well, there's a number of reasons why Stadia is total trash. From the yeah. latency to the lack of games to but but they had no they had no audience to roll this out to. None. Yeah. It was just here we are. Yeah, Google, hey. And we'll play well, our ads everywhere under the sun every time you open a device, but nobody's still gonna use it. Paying for the games almost- instead of having a subscription service. Yeah, exactly. The the problem with Stadia is is like they thought it was genius to have basically the console experience without the console. Yeah. But the truth is, is you're not getting the console experience because you're streaming it, and you know streaming sucks right now. So you're getting less than a console experience while still paying the console price for the games. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's stupid. Like, Someone should have known it was stupid before it ever got off the Oh, door. yeah. And that, that again, you know, that is why 
whenever there's a newcomer to gaming like that, I usually, you know, everybody's been saying, you know, I, I think Amazon's doing the right thing, but people have been fearing, you know, Facebook and Google and Amazon and Apple. Well, wait till they get involved. Wait till they get involved. A lot of them, Google included, uh, you know, Apple included, although Apple's not as egregious because right now they only have a small, much smaller, different product. They're making very rookie mistakes. They, they have come yeah. into an industry that they don't understand and it shows. Yeah. And, uh, well, I think on the surface, you know, you know, the games industry looks easy. You know, you just you, you make a box, you, you throw some games on it, and yeah, I mean, you're you're done. But you know, even even looking at Xbox, if if it didn't have Halo, imagine how rough the Xbox One would have been. Yeah, it would have been real, it would have been a rough ride. By Xbox One, phone. you mean the Duke OG? Yeah, Xbox. the oh sorry, the OG Xbox. Yeah, uh, well, it had yeah. Steel Battalion. I mean. Why don't they just release? Why doesn't Capcom just make their own console and only put Steel Battalion on it? Just, yeah. just to hell with it. Steel Battalion streaming. The, the Sega and Capcom console. Now, Steel Battalion VR could be really great now that I think about it. Why don't they make that? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. With, with the, uh, especially with like the, um, whatever the uh, Steam one is there, the Valve one. Oh, the Index? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe Luna uses the same format as Stadia, but they have a streaming platform that makes it more easy to get people to pay for it. Exactly. And it's a subscription rather than Stadia's nonsense, still making you pay to get the game. Yeah. It, it incentivizes you to use it more than Stadia's does. Um, so also this week, going back to Xbox, this is just a quick one worth, worth mentioning. Good for a laugh. Uh, Xbox Series X and S pre-orders went live this week, and it was a disaster in numerous ways. My favorite one is that <laughs> Xbox One X sales increased by 800% because there were so many people who bought the wrong <laughs> console. And again, who is in charge of naming things at Microsoft? Whoever it is needs to be fired yeah. immediately. Well, and we just had we just had a demonstration of that like 10 seconds ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I wonder if you go back and look at when the Xbox One launched, if, if sales for the the original Xbox. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you eBay, can buy the original on eBay, maybe. On, on eBay, skyrocketed. Yeah. yeah. Xbox One. Wait, I don't. Why? Like, how are they so? They're they're so genius at so many things, and then they can't name a product. Yeah. Like, like I, I mean. Really, all of them have sucked. Like, Xbox 360 was a dumb. I didn't name. think that Xbox was that One bad. Was 360 name. wasn't that bad. 360 was dumb. Let's let's face it. It was a dumb name. I did. So here's the one reason that I didn't mind it. Because you could just call it the 360. So if it has like a standalone name like that, I think it's okay. Yeah. You can't. Well, I think it won us over. Maybe. I, I remember when it when it was announced, everyone was like, "What the hell?" Do you remember the Chad the Chad Warden when it was announced? He said, "What the is that Xbox circular?" <laughs> I ain't trying to do geometry. I'm trying to play some games. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of interesting. They went from 360 down to one. The one name again was awful too. One. Why? Like like. What does that I mean? Know, because it makes it it makes it so hard when you're trying to talk about the original. And, and like like you know like some some companies would be like 
you know, we're, we're excited to announce this and, you know, and, and you tell a story about why it's named that, you know, like, like, like this is what it means. You know, like, for example, like I said, Halo Infinite is a good name because it shows their idea that it's going to be the Halo game going into the future. You know, you're going to be playing this game for the next five, six, seven years. Makes sense, yeah. right? What the hell's the story behind? Yeah, the Xbox 360, the Xbox One, the Xbox Series. I mean, I do kind of get the series name, but I still think it's terrible. Um, there's no, like, vision behind it, you know, like... yeah. Like, okay. I just wish they had uh, gone one, two, three, four. Yeah, I mean, PS5, that name, you can't go wrong. You know, like, nope. it's a PlayStation 5. Great. Yep. Cool. You know, <laughs> no problems here. Well, you know the reason why they they, they, they switched to this naming scheme, right? Because the, the whole series um, thing. Yeah. Well, no, no. Well, I mean, not the series, but before that. Like, why was the 360? Because it was going to be the PlayStation 3. Yeah. So they wanted they wanted their console to have a three after it because it was going to be the Xbox oh my two. God. Yeah. I believe that, it. That's, I that's, believe they, it. They've stated that's the actual truth. That they just wanted a three because PlayStation three. I believe but, that some egghead in a room going, guys, guys, you can't sell the Xbox two when the PlayStation three's out. Yeah. Well, isn't it isn't it great though then? The next console is the Xbox One. One. <laughs> They're like, guys, we that was a terrible idea. So let's let's just yeah go go less. Let's take the number down. <laughs> Jesus. Oh God, that must have been a dumb metric. Oh. <laughs> we must use his name more than any other podcast in the world at this point. <laughs> so uh, the ongoing lawsuit between uh, Epic and Apple. Let's continue. They should hire me to work marketing for Xbox. I agree with that. Somebody in chat said that. Um, so first, what happened this week was Epic, Spotify, Tile, and other companies formed a nonprofit organization called the Coalip Coalition for App Fairness to fight specifically against Apple. So Epic is trying going around and trying to recruit other companies, and they have formed a nonprofit. Which I don't get what that angle is. Like, uh, uh, are they expecting people to donate to this nonprofit? <laughs> oh, no. uh, well, do you think they form these nonprofits to sound better when, when the news breaks? Yes. Oh, we're in a nonprofit. Yeah, probably. That's probably we're it. Doing, we're out here doing God's work. Charity. Yeah. Charity to fight <laughs> against Apple. Um, but but here's the best part. That was gonna be just a short story. And, and I first of all, I'm curious. Do you think there'll be? Do you think another prominent company will will join this coalition? No. No, I agree. I, I, but but why do you think so? You, assuming you mean like Microsoft or Sony or. Uh yeah. I mean you know whatever whoever well, anybody anybody big. anybody with their own walled garden store <laughs> is not joining this. Yeah. Yeah. Because these these are the guys that are basically saying, well, we should have access to your store at like basically no additional cost. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, like, so anybody that's charging a 30% fee on their platforms, a la Xbox and its store. Yeah. They're not going to really want to be a part of this group because, you know, this is the group that don't, they, you know, they don't really, I mean, Epic does have its own store, but they, they've already agreed to pay less. The fact Dude, that Tile, plus, I mean. Tile is the third largest company in this coalition says a lot to me. 
it's, it's basically bunk. I've heard that, you know, most of these guys have like a checkered past as far as, you know, their corporate ethics and yeah, all that. So a uh, couple people in chat said no one will. And then somebody else said Microsoft will. And, you know, no. Microsoft joined that. Uh, well, they didn't join. They supported the case originally. But if you if you listen to what Phil Spencer's been saying recently, he has said that they're working with Apple to get Game Pass. On, and basically, they want yeah. they want any way forward. So it seems to me that they're going to work with Apple one on one to get to make that happen. Well, like negotiate. I think Microsoft. Yeah, I, I think they're going to try the Amazon approach where they get cut a special deal. Yeah, I think so. But I I, I got to wonder if Apple will be trying to resist that because you know okay so now amazon's got a special yeah. deal now microsoft's got a special well, deal at some point congress is going to say well wait a minute like and you're I, giving these special deals out i think i think microsoft is willing to pay their 30 percent. i don't think the money is the issue for microsoft i think the issue is that apple's rules have basically made it impossible so i i think yeah. they'll they'll work with apple behind clothes if they get a special deal it's just going to be like a you're excluded from these few rules or whatever. Yeah. I think Microsoft exactly. will pay the money. They don't care. Um, but this case, this injunction case continued today uh, because you know Epic filed uh, a countersuit after Apple banned them from the platform after their first hijinks, after Apple or after Epic declared a lawsuit against Apple and lost. They got kicked off the platform. So Apple... You know, they, they lost the first time and the judge said, uh, you know, you have to let the, the let them have the developer tools for Unreal Engine. But it's your choice. If you want to kick Fortnite off, it's your choice. Um, so Epic filed a countersuit, which has now gone to a different judge. And I don't know if you read any of this today, but it was absolutely brutal for Epic. They got owned in court, like straight up. <laughs> no, owned. I, I didn't read this. Um, oh. I got to admit, it's sort of entertaining when the, the worst it gets for Epic throughout this. Oh, yeah. I think this was this was one of the dumbest moves I've seen a, a business of this size make in a long time. So, and I, and I get their point to a point, except for when it gets to legalities. You have no case. Um, so, what the judge said, what Epic argued was they're being treated unfairly, Epic's or uh, Apple, Epic. Maybe maybe they'll just one of them will buy the other one and save the whole. There we go. <laughs> Apple will buy Epic and uh, Tencent won't allow that. But um, freaking Epic says that's sixty three percent of our audience that that you just cut us off from. That's not fair. That's unfair. And the judge said, "You want Apple's customers. You are not entitled to Apple's customers." Yeah. If you're not willing to pay the price, you have nothing. Yeah. You have no case. This exactly. is trash. Get out of my court. Like you've got you've got nothing. <laughs> and and I just I really have to wonder what the hell angle Epic thought they had when all this started. Or if, do you think that maybe they started this kind of thinking like, hey, we're the little guy, we're the underdog, and we're gonna start a snowball. And then they re they just way overstepped, like. I I mean, 
you're right. I, I've been thinking this entire time. I've been waiting. Like, is there is there a moment where I'm going to be like, wow, th this strategy from Epic was genius. This was a master stroke uh, of strategy. But I, I don't think it, I don't think it's coming. I think it's just pure no. stupidity. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it's just pure stupidity. Like, I don't know what they're expecting. Um, but there, there doesn't seem to be a moment where it, it breaks their way and, you know, they, they get everything they want. That, that doesn't appear to be coming anytime soon. So, I, so uh, yeah, it's, it's really bizarre. I think the Epic was fine. I think the Epic was fine to start this nonprofit. I think Epic was fine to run a public campaign against Apple. The, the, the awareness, you know, the in-game anti-Apple stuff. You know, that's all fine. The second that they said and tried to actually cut Apple out of their own app store, they made a massive miscalculation. I, I think I think they could run their mouths about this every day and they'd be fine. They'd still be on iOS. They yeah. could they could bash Apple into the ground. They could start this. They could the second they started actually taking action against platform owner they yeah. totally yeah i, I truly know, don't know what they expected to happen i think apple i mean i mean it must be so good to be apple because i mean they're they're gigantic but they always have the defense that hey you know like we're only 20 or 30 percent of the market you know like yeah i mean how can you call us a monopoly you know we're, we're the minority well that's <laughs> what the, ju the judge actually said that, not in those terms, but the judge said, you know, they called him a monopoly, and the judge said, I, I I, truly cannot figure out what monopoly they have. What, yeah. what, is, what is the monopoly that you're talking about? Yeah. And, and, I mean, and their argument is, well, they take 30%. Well, that's not a monopoly. It may yeah. be unfair. It might not be warranted in a lot of people's opinions. Yeah, but there's plenty of options. But, right, there's plenty of options. They've They've got customers that are using the platform. If you want to be on the platform, you play by their rules, and it might suck, but all the yeah. customers don't have a problem with it. So, yeah, I think eventually what it's what it's going to be is is Epic has to uh, take the hit, take take the one year of sitting out, and uh, pay the money when they come back, and, and that'll be the end of that. What do you? This this was great, and I don't know. I don't know. Somebody actually said this in court as a counter argument to what Epic said. And I cannot stop laughing because I think this is absolutely hilarious. Epic used some stats that they said 63% of, uh, of Fortnite players play on iOS or, or played on iOS and have never logged in to Fortnite on any other platform. No, not Xbox, PC, Switch, nothing. So that yeah. that that was, you know, they they were taking the case that Apple is, you know, basically taking our customers that we had, and they are not allowing us to reach them because they haven't played on any other platform. And somebody yeah. actually brought it up and said, "Well, you don't have data to prove that they just didn't like the game because they played the game, and maybe they're not playing it on PlayStation because they don't like the game." <laughs> and I just thought that was hilarious because it's Fortnite, and uh, it's true too. Like they probably. Three quarters, of, you know how gamers are, especially on mobile. They download it, they yeah. play it for 20 minutes, then they never play it again. You, you know what will probably end up happening? And, and, and Apple will probably love this. You know, 
Epic will probably strike a deal with Apple, or yeah, Epic will strike a deal with Apple, pay them a bunch of money. So essentially- Get back on the platform. Have, yeah, to get back it, it yeah. sooner than the year. So in the end, the only outcome will have been that Epic paid Apple a yeah. ton more money for, for I to- literally just what they had to begin with. I, I totally agree. I, I, I think I think Epic sooner or later is just going to have to pony up. They've, they've, and they yeah. can continue all their PR and all that stuff. They're rallying the people, so to speak. But it's but it's, it's not going to go anywhere. It's just funny that basically all their efforts resulted in just them paying more money to Apple. Rip to Fortnite, Daisho says. It, it, it seems so, this seems so stupid for a company that for the past three years or so has just made masterstroke after masterstroke. So many yeah. smart decisions between their collaborations, you know, with, with, with streamers and, and big brands like Marvel and big movies and rappers. And, you know, building into Unreal, the uh, the Epic Store, investing that money in new new revenue. It's like they did all the right things, even though I don't really like Fortnite at all. But they did a lot of smart things. Very smart. And then they totally just, like, it's like they got to the top of Mount, Ent- Mount Everest. They climbed it, and then they pulled a pistol out of their backpack and shot themselves in the foot. And then said, okay, now we got to get back down. Like, <laughs> why would you do that? perfect analogy uh yeah, yeah like i said i've been waiting and waiting you know thinking maybe there's a trump card somewhere here but i'd say by now it's pretty clear there, there's no trump card this was just pure stupidity and now they got to try and get down the mountain with a bullet in their foot yeah uh witchy widow says i don't believe Fortnite is going anywhere dumb parents like me spend way too much money than they should and keep it going <laughs> good point I don't think it's yeah. going anywhere either. I, no, I just, I, no. I, I do think it's star has, you know, it, it, it's past its peak, but it's still yeah. going to be, have millions of players for yeah. I mean, this, at least this 10 years. This isn't going to kill Fortnite, but no. the, the only outcome is going to be Epic ends up paying Apple even more money. And, yeah. And that'll be it. Yeah. That's it. It didn't, it so, didn't help their case. Exactly. So next up is rank them. So I hope, I hope you're ready. Do you got some? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, go uh, rank them. Is a, a segment where Matt gives me three things that I have to rank, and then we talk about it, and it's on the spot. So I don't know what he's gonna throw at me. So we'll see what we got this week. Hopefully, okay, it's better so, than Tom Hardy so this, movies. This this week, it, it's uh, because of the NBA Finals coming up, which feature LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James versus versus his former team, the Miami Heat. Yeah. Um, I, I want you to rank LeBron James, Michael Jordan, and Kobe Bryant. That one's super easy for me. LeBron James number one, Kobe Bryant number two, oh. Michael Jordan number three. Oh, oh! I despise Michael. Man, I, was, I despise I Michael Jordan. That. I despise I really that. Michael Jordan. I hate him. Can't stand him. Go play for the White Sox, you piece of trash. <laughs> he also just bought a NASCAR team, so as far as I'm... He should be somewhere... He's not even a top 50 player now, in my opinion. He owns a NASCAR yeah. team, for God's sake. Yeah. Yeah, there's... There... <laughs> oh, man, I never knew that. I never knew you hated Michael Jordan so much. Yeah. I didn't even like Did him... Did you always hate him? 
I didn't even, I didn't hate him when I was a kid. Like, but I didn't like him either. I like the Bulls yeah. weren't my team. The Bulls were a team you that be like Mike. Oh no. Um, I I did like Kobe when I was really young. When he had like the Afro days, I I liked yeah, yeah. I liked Kobe. Um, but but you know I I actually put a few Godspeed stories about the NBA that we were gonna go over. Yeah. I'll just I'll just blow one of them now. So this is LeBron's tenth finals appearance. Tenth. Jeez. So he's been in the NBA Finals ten times. And How many were with Cleveland? Uh, five maybe. Five. Yeah, I mean that's that that's the more amazing stat. Yeah, he, he, he did Cleveland three the Finals five times. I think three with the Heat, right? No, maybe yeah. it's six. It might be six, because he won in his first year back, and then they got there the second year yeah. and lost, right? That's how the, the Cav return went. They won he they won his first year back and then lost in the second year. Wasn't I can't remember. First year back? I think I can't so. Remember either. Was he there two years or three years? Cleveland? Yeah. The second time? He returned. I can't yeah. remember. Two or three. But I, I, it sort of feels like they didn't win the first year. It seems like it was the second year. Did he did the first year he came back, did he have Kyrie? Or did they add Kyrie in the second year? No, Kyrie was there the, his whole career until he left to go to Boston. Okay. Um, so, LeBron has more final NBA Finals appearances, LeBron James does, than 27 other NBA franchises. Jeez. Which is the majority of the league. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. Just, that's just nuts. Yeah, it's, it's an unbelievable stat. Yeah. Uh, and how many wins does he have, though? He only has, like, three or four, right? Three. So he won two with the Heat and one in Cleveland. And oh. people are assuming this will be four. Let's, yeah. let's be honest. Let, let's be honest here. Cleveland, that still is the most unlikely NBA championship probably ever. Like, yeah. like it's Cleveland. That's, yeah. oh. And, and not only was it Cleveland, it was the Golden State Warriors, and they were down yeah. three games to one. Yeah, yeah, that too. Like, you're right. Like, that, that makes it the most unlikely. Yeah, yeah. All right, that one's out of nowhere. All right, so let's go to some Godspeed stories. I'm going to change my uh, view here for a minute. Um, all right, so I'll just read them all since I got the agenda. Uh, Cyberpunk and Adidas announced the collaboration shoe. Did you see this? And are you buying it? No, I didn't see it. It's it's pretty. I actually like. No, this. I'm not. I'm not buying until I see it. I uh I don't like Adidas in general, but I actually like this shoe quite a bit. I think it's pretty cool. Okay, now now I gotta look this up. I gotta see Adidas. <laughs> I pull up the Cyberpunk shoe on screen, guys. You know, I kind of like I kind of like Adidas shoes. I agree with you, Daisha. I, I think I think I think that Eric Spolstra is one of the best coaches in the league. Uh and that's how they got there. I, I think he's an amazing well, I, coach. Is, is this you, the Cyberpunk Lakers edition? It looks like yeah, it's purple and I don't know what other colors. Yeah. Purple and gold and black. Yeah. I like it. Um Yeah, it's not bad. The, the co-founder of Blizzard and former president of Blizzard for like the last 20 years until he left last year 
formed a new company called Dreamhaven, which already has two new games in development, two separate studios, and he's taken at least 30 Blizzard employees with him. Do you think that the days of Blizzard being, you know, the Blizzard of old are over? I'd say that's a good bet. You think yeah. so? That makes yeah. me so sad. Yeah, I think that's a good bet. I think, um, you know, Activision has been nothing but toxic for them. Yeah, agree. Um, and, and this is this is probably the beginning of the exodus. He actually said that. You know, what? Well, he got interviewed. Why did you, you know, he, he retired from Blizzard like a year ago or so. But, uh, you know, people asked him, why did you start a new company? Why did you leave Blizzard? You know, and, and he said the whole reason he started a new company is because... Activision had poisoned Blizzard so badly that he wanted to get back to that. And, and I, yeah, I mean, it really makes me sad because I'm a huge Blizzard fan. Uh, but but I am very interested to see what are these two games that they have in development. Um, speaking of Blizzard, the second Warcraft movie is apparently actually being made and is in development oh, at Legendary Pictures. As a percentage, what are the chances that this movie is above a 5 out of 10? <laughs> or predict the... Ten, or pre predict ten, the... 10%? Ten, ten predict, predict the tomato meter. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. I, I think that there is actually a good chance that um, this, this movie will be good. I think there is a, there's a decent chance because the, the first movie was a bomb. So they know what not to do. Yeah. And it was it was a bomb everywhere except China. The problem, well, that's why they that's exactly what the article said. Even though it bombed, the international audiences ate it up. And that's yeah. why they're making a second. Well, yeah. they're moving China, moving. I think China, game. I think China alone basically put it above a billion. I think the problem with it, the first movie is that they started with Warcraft One's storyline. Nobody remember Warcraft. Remembers Warcraft one. Nobody, nobody identifies with Warcraft one. It's too old. Yeah. People don't know the characters. So I, I kind of hope. Work. I kind of hope they skip to Warcraft three and just you know, that's the one that like everybody, the gamers like identify with. Um. Oh boy, Peacemaker, as portrayed by John Cena in the new Suicide Squad movie, is getting his own HBO Max series. What are you? Are you excited by this? A little bit, yeah. I think this is kind of interesting. Um, you know, HBO obviously has a certain level of quality, and it's just kind of interesting to see um, DC finally, you know, pulling their head out of their ass and, and, and adopting something that should, in theory, work well for them that's worked well for Marvel. And as a reminder, Peacemaker is described as by, described as by John Cena, <laughs> Captain America, but a douchebag. <laughs> Yeah. So, can't wait. <laughs> Among Us 2 has been canceled, and the first game will be updated instead. Good move or bad? Who found the body? Good Who move or bad? Who found the body? Um, I don't know. It's a great move. I think it's good. Great move. I think it I is. It. They've got millions of people playing the first game. Don't make them download a different game. Just update this Yeah. One. But, you know, they, they said that, like, the first game, the way it was made, like, yeah, it's it's gonna be hard essentially because they never intended. But I think they're happen. making so much money at this point; they'll find a way. Yeah, they can find investors and partners, and yeah, yeah. they'll be fine. But you're you're right to uh, to just keep people in the same game is is yeah, the way to go for sure. 
DC has made the three Jokers theory canon. It is now the actual storyline. You're familiar with this, right? Yeah. There's three different Jokers. That explains why Joker isn't always the same. The same. Do you like this yeah. or not like this? Um. Yeah, I think I do actually like. Yeah. You know, at first I was like, "This is dumb as hell." And this was actually something they did a while back, but uh. Well, they just reconfirmed yeah. it, I guess. After after seeing it in action, I was like, okay, yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I, I think I like that. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Uh, I, 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 I almost feel, again, I think that Joker is a character that is better unexplained. And, and I think yeah. adding more of an explanation takes away from the mystique of the character. In my well, opinion. does it add an explanation or does it actually make it even Well, it explains why it slightly explains why Joker is so un wildly unpredictable because he's actually three different people. So yeah, it, exactly. it, 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 it takes away from that, like, just what type of Joker are you going to get? Because now they're actually three different people. So you can identify, yeah. well, this is this one and this is that one and this is that. It, yeah. I don't know. There's a multiverse anyway, so it doesn't matter. I guess not. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid, and Metal Gear Solid Two are now available on PC for the first time. And there's, for some reason, in my opinion, totally bunk rumors that Metal Gear Solid is getting remade again. But do you believe this? That Konami uh, is remaking Metal Gear Solid again? Well, I mean, it would be the perfect Konami move, wouldn't it? it just, just to keep. <laughs> Churning out the their same well, game remade again and again. And what again. I don't get, and I've saw other fans, uh, you know, say the same thing. Why wouldn't they remake the original Metal Gear? Bring that into yeah the modern day, not Metal Gear Solid oh, again. I mean, let's let's hope that maybe the rumors have been you know sort of sort of grapevine effect, and it, 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 maybe it is the original Metal Gear, not Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, um, you know, but. It's probably going to be Metal Gear Solid remade. <laughs> Maybe they'll get Silicon Knights to do it again. But, you know, don't you think PS5 has a problem of having too many remakes already? Well, it's not rumored that it's necessarily coming to PS5. It's just there was a rumor that it's in development somewhere yeah. by somebody. Well, I, heard, I heard it was, the rumor was that it was coming to PS5 because Sony was bankrolling it. Could be, but that rumor, I, I'm still waiting for the uh silent hill sony bankroll rumor to come true which is yeah. apparently where's that that that's been hyped it's like the freaking splinter cell revival we've been waiting for it now yeah, for yeah. ever and it's been rumored every three months and it never comes marvel announced a nick fury series for disney plus are you excited for this or not actually samuel l jackson nick fury well i don't know actually i mean you're right you're getting samuel l jackson you know. yeah as the main protagonist and he really carried um captain marvel yeah so. agreed so it could be good who knows it depends I mean, on the direction how, of it i think what what do they what's the how, story they're telling how old is he now though he's getting he's old. getting close to 70 he's close i think he's, I think he's like 68 I I, I, somebody look up samuel L. jackson's age in chat let me know Jeez. uh we talked about this earlier this even though this is semi-exciting news uh, I, this is totally a Sega. This was this week's That's So Sega. Sega announced something Virtua Fighter, Virtua Fighter related at Tokyo Game Show, yeah. but did not give any indication what the hell it is. Is this in a new yeah. game? Is it a remake? Is it a port? Is it uh, an anime? 
What is it? They didn't even say. What was the uh, the picture that says like Virtua Fighter X esports internet or something? Esports. Oh, esports. What does that mean though? Does that mean yeah. like for Virtua Fighter Five? Does that mean for the original Ooh. Virtua Fighter? Does that mean Ooh, there's a new game? Three. It's such a yeah. Sega move. But I it am I am slightly you know encouraged that they're doing something with the property at doing all. Something with yeah. one of their properties so, again. Good job, I yeah. guess. Capcom announced another new Resident Evil CG. This one's a mini series starring Leon and Claire coming to Netflix in 2021. Uh, do you find this one or the other one with the Wesker children in New Raccoon City more exciting? They're all trash. <laughs> you know, I, I don't understand it. It should be better. It should it should be a chip shot for them. And yeah, it's all trash. It's all just. I've heard the CG movies trash. are actually pretty good. But, no, they're they're garbage. <laughs> uh, Lame.com. Wait. <laughs> Insiders have now reported that Titanfall 3 development has actually begun just recently. Um will Microsoft buy EA and respawn and save respawn from their evil overlords at EA? I'm only interested in this if they get the uh the Gundam crossover. The original Farmville for Facebook is being shut down in the coming months. Did you ever play Farmville? No, thank God. Neither did I. Was Farmville was Farmville the start of the mobile menace? No, it was. It see, and this is what I think. I've said this before. I think Facebook really screwed up because when there was like a year or two where games like Farmville on Facebook blew up, they were everywhere. Oh, Everybody was playing them. Mike yes. Farmville or not Farmville Facebook evil robot Zuckerberg they should have invested in gaming back then yeah. and they yeah. should have just made games on Facebook a bigger push but they lost yeah, it because they're dead right. they're dead now I think even I think even my own mother was playing Yeah or Irma's my my father-in-law yeah. played Farmville apparently like yeah. a I, ton I, I yeah I remember my mom sent me like some sort of invite for Yeah nonstop crap. yeah no, come no, come play and but then it exploded come play this game come play that game come play this game yeah. and they should have gone all in on gaming then Uh Doc Rivers is out as the coach of the LA Clippers this is just breaking news today are you surprised or not surprised I'm a little bit surprised I, I am a little bit surprised I mean how how long has he been the coach there Probably five years, at least. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's probably a top five uh, NBA coach. They they just got Kawhi, right? First year, yep. Like this year, yeah. I mean, I'm surprised they gave him at least two or three years. Here's the problem that I see here. Two problems. Doc River. Who are you going to get to coach that team that's better than Doc River? There's no candidates yeah. out there that yeah. are obvious. Second of all, it was apparent to me from day one. The chemistry of that team is garbage. And I'm going to tell you that Kawhi Leonard, it's specifically Kawhi Leonard's weakness because people have hailed Kawhi Leonard as, you know, he's better than LeBron now. He's the greatest player in the NBA, blah, 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 blah. And I get his his yeah. performance in the playoffs with Toronto was incredible. No doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah. but this is a guy, when he was with the Spurs, he 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 landed on championship culture. When he came to Toronto, the, the the Raptors had been to the Eastern Conference Finals for like four years in a row, and they just couldn't get past LeBron. That was the problem. He was their roadblock. 
So they were already yeah. like a championship contender and they got Kawhi Leonard. He put him over the top. By the way, during a season which LeBron was injured and not in. Uh, oh. so, so now he comes to L.A. He's supposed to lead this team. He has no leadership skills at all. He, they say he doesn't even talk on the court or off. He doesn't even talk to his teammate. Wow. That's the problem to me. And there was, yeah. there was lots of rumors about this team fighting amongst itself in the locker room. Like, who is supposed to be leading this team? And Doc Rivers said that this decision was mutual. Which tells me that, okay, here's a here's a Hall of Fame coach looking at this team and saying, I can't even fix this mess. I can't yeah. make these guys play together. So, have fun. Good luck. You know who I blame? You know who I blame? Paul George Steve for being Paul. <laughs> Steve Palmer. You could argue that Paul George's uh, playoff performance was absolute garbage for the tenth consecutive season as well, but. Maybe, maybe Steve Ballmer just needs to hop around the room. You're lagging out. Oh, oh I think you're coming back. I can't tell if you're lagging out or if I'm lagging yeah, out. I, I may come back. Oh, here we go. Apparently, my That's what I've been trying to tell the whole time. Apparently, it's both of us. Maybe it's both of us. Maybe it's because we're both on the same internet infrastructure. All right, I can yeah. see. I can see motion again. Oh, yeah, uh, it, 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 it kind of lag. <laughs> it kind of lagged out. Like, you know who I blame? And it's like maybe Steve Ballmer. It like slowed down. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> Um, okay, last one. Second Extinction, the dinosaur co-op shooter that was announced. I think this was announced actually during Microsoft's original uh, Xbox Series X. Okay. You remember when this game was called Turok? <laughs> well, this is like a Left 4 Dead style game, but with dinosaurs. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you think it'll be any good? Like, Well, I mean, you know, any game with guns and dinosaurs. That's what I was going to well. say. Why haven't there been more dinosaur games? Yeah, you're right. Dino Crisis. Oh, please, Arthur. Please. Um. Yeah. I <laughs> Unfortunately. The thing is, think that's a game that you could easily just remake the first one. A remake that would be totally fine. Just remake it. Don't even reboot it. Remake it. Yeah, introduce it to a new audience. The remake we actually do want.
later we can remotely anticipate a game. So, um, uh, I'm just gonna tell you right now, I'll probably pick it. <laughs> it's my game of the year. Well, I mean, what am I gonna? In the meantime, what am I gonna? I mean, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk's the one game.